sitting here with uh, Enon Zor, who is uh, one of the biggest video game composers working today. And uh, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You're welcome. Um, so to start off, tell me how you got started in, in music and what led you to, you know, eventually TV and, and now video games. Well, music was something that I really, part of my life from a very young age, yeah, since I remember myself, I guess, uh, three years old or four years old, I was singing all the time and, uh, um, age of eight, I started playing piano then after it French horn and then started really to get into composition at the age of 11 or 12 mm -hmm. and this is back in Israel right and uh, after release from the army I um, went to study at the Tel Aviv Music Academy but found out that this is not what I'm looking for I was looking for more of um, music that could communicate with people um, and not music on a so much artistic level so the choice was very simple going to the United States and looking mm -hmm. for stuff here and I uh, started studying at the Grove School of Music which is, was an amazing experience and uh, later on UCLA and um, the first uh, TV gigs that I had um, was a little um, like nighttime um, uh, show called um, Valley of the Dolls, mm -hmm. and uh, it was like a they tried to do uh, like Days of Our Lives, but nighttime style, <laughs> and and I composed a little bit for that, and later on I uh, went into children programming uh, with Fox Family Channel and uh, composed. I guess hundreds of TV episodes for Power Rangers, Beetleborgs, Escaflona, Big Guy and Rusty, State of Grace, um, Digimon, you name it, name it I, I did it. <laughs> so that gave me a lot of experience um, composing for TV, uh, but I was looking for something that still a little bit more artistic and uh, more serious. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then Bob Rice, who is my agent, somehow found me and called me one day and asked me if I want to compose music for video games. And since I didn't know anything about video games, I said, "Of course, no. It's not. <laughs> I, you know, I want to do movies." But uh, he was uh, very um, persistent and started to. He just asked me like what do you like to do? And I said, well, I like to compose music for orchestra. I like to conduct. I said, well, we have lots of that in video games. And I said, well, I thought that video games just like beep, beep, bop, bop. But mm -hmm. he said, well, actually, no. And he started sending me like orchestral scores that were recorded those days. And we're talking 97, right. 96 with live orchestras. And that kind of blew me away. And I was like, wow, uh, this is great. Uh, when can I start? <laughs> so sooner than later, I did start, and my first uh, game was Klingon Academy, Star Trek. And uh, I recorded a, um, a live orchestra, the Seattle Symphony, and also recorded the first time in video games um, ever, uh, like classical choir. Wow. On the whole score, and that was like a first. And um, 
from then on, I got very much hooked on video games, although I'm doing other stuff also, but video games is sort of like my center of um, interest. And yeah, I mean, your, your, film, your filmography is just, you know, is so impressive and you know daunting for other composers, I would think, to, to look at. But you're, um, you know, composing so much video games, and now that you're kind of, you know, in the heart of it, what what is the what is it about video games that you find so appealing as a composer? Video games is by far, in many many cases, um, more creative than other music for media's because you never really get a temp music for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they could tell you what they want it to be. They could tell you their ideas. They could play for you some examples, but in the end of the day, you are determining what's going on, unlike film, for example, that everything is being tempted, and in many, many cases, composer just has to really follow, you know, the temp as close as he can. Right. And it's very limited. Um, in video games, we get um, just immense amount of um, creative freedom. Not only that... But in video games, most of your writing, I'd say like 70% of your writing, is being done not to picture. Mm -hmm. So you're just writing free music, which is almost bringing us back to the old days where the composers just wrote music for music. I mean, you could see like some kind of description of emotions or or ambiences or storylines but that's pretty much it mm-hmm. so you uh, it's it's a free writing and um it's it's incredible i mean for composers to be able to just open his his or her wings and and fly with almost no strings attached All right so it's just a kind of like a blank canvas to to work off of sure is and uh, and I, I mean I'm a big gamer too, and I'm not trying to put down video games, but uh, when I say this, but I feel like a lot of them, you know, can be similar. First-person shooters are very, you know, almost the same from from game to game. Well, maybe this is the reason why I'm not doing those. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, you you don't. That's true. I didn't realize. I didn't really think about that. But uh, but even other platformers and adventure games, they have similar aspects. And and after doing so many. And so, you know, say the next game you work on, where do you, when you're starting to work on it, what do you look at for inspiration? Well, you know, let's let's take like four examples. Let's take Fallout, Fallout Three, and Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Let's take Rift. Let's take Dragon Age, and let's take Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Each one of them is RPG. Right. Each one of them has, or in many of them, has these sort of like Lord of the Rings characters, except for Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, the tempo of all four games, although they're very different, is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's story-driven, it's role-playing, so they're kind of similar, in a way. <laughs> if you take a listen to the music, although you could hear my signature, oh yeah, the score is so different between each one of them vastly different yeah and 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 the reason is that the producers and developers are very keen on 
um, making everything as original as they can. They are really caring for originality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of at the end of the day, you could say that many games have like uh, lots of resemblance. You know, you got to kill a few guys. You got to you know find few treasures. You mm-hmm. know, solve some puzzles. You know, go to the boss, kill the boss. You know, I mean. But isn't it the same also in movies and TV? You know, I mean, uh, a storyline is a storyline, and 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 as many many stories are the same, but they're being told so differently. All right. So it's the same with with music, and I'm very very proud that I think that, and again, it's all collaborative work, mm-hmm. and I'm always working with the team and not side of the team or against the team or just by myself right i always you know one of the things that i really prize myself always that i'm a team player you know i'm not you know a lone wolf when it comes to working together the most important thing for me is that my team is going to be cohesive and what i'm writing will be just serving the needs of the project rather than just a good standalone, um, you know, score. Right. So it's so their persistence on originality is what usually brings me to, to try to do it as much as I can. And I think it's very rewarding. And I mean, and, and you mentioned uh, fallout, which in terms of uh, structure is such a, huge open game and your sound became it was for me it was one of the the most fun i've ever had playing any video game but your sound became such a huge part of the world and it was you know such a huge canvas is it hard to create structure and pacing when a game is that open of a sandbox you you don't think about pacing almost when you get to this you think about emotions mm-hmm. and you you want to try really to mirror emotions and to try to understand what the developer is destining to the player to feel right now. Mm-hmm. What's his vision? You know, what does he or she want the player to feel? And the music really needs to hone in and try to to do just that, rather than follow, you know, the location or the footsteps or where we are. Mm-hmm. We just need to play the emotions. And and when this is being done successfully, the music feels really, really interactive and part of the game because it, you, you play and you feel. And what you see on the screen is what you play and the music is part of what you feel. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's it's true because I I I don't remember I mentioned uh, when you came to Dark Delicacies I I said you know your music when you hear a certain cue you know I know that something is about to attack me and I'm like oh crap you know you're running <laughs> so and and this is and this is the biggest challenge um, for us which is to create the emotion that will you will feel you know really heart of the game that mm-hmm. you feel inside that you will be sucked into the game from a emotional point of view will be inside it rather than you know just outside 
you know, viewer. Mm-hmm. And for Fallout, which I think I probably put like 60 hours of gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, how much music do you typically record for, like, say, for one of the Fallout games? Um, usually it's just just about 90 to 90 minutes to uh, two hours. Okay, so it's not... It's not that long, but there are many, many ways to vary um, taking particles off the score and uh-huh. playing them independently. Um, you know, you don't play music all the time. Right. And in Fallout also, there's the radio, so you can listen to some songs. Um, although many people are just deserting this way. <laughs> you know, I mean, in Fallout 3, they kind of liked it, but in Fallout Vegas, it's sort of like, it got old a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, still, I think it's a great idea. The whole radio concept and the songs is a great idea because, because, um, the era song, it's, it's just brilliant of the, um, developers to insert this sort of like, cause, cause inside the concept, it sounds so much out of the world so it's it's great i loved it 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 definitely set yeah set a certain tone and a mood and it it worked i think i mean i didn't i listened to it sometimes to kind of get the feeling but working with your score i think it was able to to blend really well well the score is putting you in reality but the songs are pulling you in sort of like an anti-reality which is so cool Mm -hmm. because they play against that's what what I like about it so much is that the songs are playing actually against what's happening, and this is actually um, just magnifying, uh, you know, the atmosphere rather than shrinking it. Mm-hmm. Basically, to me, it had like a very chilling oh, yeah, effect yeah. when I played <laughs> it, you know, and suddenly hear like a happy '50s song. That's mm-hmm. like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and recently, you know, you just did Lord of the Rings: uh, War in the North, but that's not one of. I mean, you also just not for you, but other video game composers, you work with a lot of big franchise names, uh, video games based on. You know, like you said, you did Star Trek, and uh, what what are the challenges when you're dealing with a franchise that's tied to such a distinct sound? You know, like Howard Shore and. What are the obstacles when you're trying to create your own unique voice from a... Well, you know, I mean, it is it is a challenge. It is a big challenge mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it is a known franchise and very, you know, loved uh, score. And so how would you really create something that will, uh, you know, still keep this spirit, but in a different way? And we learned quite a lot back and forth with it. And um, eventually, I think the way to attack uh, specifically Lord of the Rings was to bring um, a different aspect, a darker aspect of it, and to maintain the orchestration style, but really get um, into more of the dark side. I'd say that the Lord of the Rings War in the North is like the dark side of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, you know, beside of like two or three cues, it's all extra dark. And I was basically trying to um, 
take the ideas behind chores score, but really twist it into something that will tell the story of Lord in the North um, in a more in a darker way, in a more twisted way, in a psychological way that um, will tell you, yes, this is Middle Earth, but this is not the Middle Earth that you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then uh, he just, and because that was funny, I just interviewed a, a composer. His name is uh, S.P. Nostatus, and he did the Dragon Age Redemption uh, web webisodes web series. Uh-huh. And uh, we were discussing in his interview. I was like, "So did you work off of uh, Enon's material?" And he said, "Well, we had to. They allowed allowed us to use. They used your theme, just to, as the opening. But he he tried to, you know, branch from that and create. So it's almost like everybody is kind of taking and branching. And it's it's really cool. I think to have all these unique voices coming into this one oh, yeah. universe. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. This is this is something that we we're, we're really trying to do because you. You need to find your own voice, mm-hmm. but you also need to sort of like follow um, what was before you. And right. it's a, it is a challenge, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, moving kind of into uh, a different, a little bit different topic. I, when I interviewed, uh, I interviewed Yoris the man. He did the Killzone games, and we had a very interesting discussion about games becoming uh, more cinematic and how he thought that was a bad thing, and that games should try to be more. Uh, innovative with gameplay instead of trying to be movies. Do you feel the same way that does higher production value put stress on you and then just kind of devalue games? I wouldn't say stress. I would say actually uh, it's pushing us uh, to a higher level. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're allowing us also to, like, for example, Lord of the Rings, we recorded uh, in Abbey Road, London, with the 70-piece London uh, Philharmonia, which is an amazing orchestra. And um, I think that pushing the envelope is just uh, good for everybody. Uh, of course, we're being challenged because all everything gets sort of like closer to movie quality right now. Mm-hmm. So you need to bring, um, you know, also movie quality sound, um, something that was not so typical for computer games uh, um, five even years ago. Um, although we always always tried to, uh, you know, be on the cutting edge for sound, but this time, I mean, we really need to put a lot of effort that it'll sound as um, quality as the movies. Um, and the way to achieve it is really concentrate um, and investing in production, uh, which we're doing a lot these days. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, games are getting, I mean, just this fall, the, all these games coming out right now, like Uncharted and these Call of Duties, where they have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, budgeted into it. It's, it's kind of uh, crazy, you know. But So uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that you don't do first-person shooters. Uh, why don't you do them? It's the... not that I don't do them, um, but... Um, it basically ended up that I'm doing a lot of games that are not first-person mm-hmm. shooter, and and I did before. Um, I did SOCOM Navy SEALs to um, I did uh, Shadow Ops. I did Man of Valor. They're all first-person mm-hmm. shooters, and I enjoyed doing them a lot. Um, 
but it seems like I found my voice more in um, RPG is where the music is being featured way more than in first-person shooters. Mm -hmm. All right, that's fair. Well, I guess to wrap things up, I always like to to ask composers uh, this question. Um, if you had the opportunity to score any film ever made uh, with no disrespect to the original composer, uh, what movie would you choose? Ah, great question. <laughs> Um, I would actually choose a movie that was not created yet. Oh. I'd like to try to be the first to set the tone for, you know, a big franchise of movies that is not there yet. And to be like the first to do something. This is my aspiration rather than do something that somebody already did. Wow, that's a, that's a really good answer. That's... <laughs> I mean, in in the I mean, do you see yourself staying in video games uh, much longer, or do you want to move to to films eventually? I don't think I'm going to ever desert video games, even if I'll do movies and I'll do TV. Uh, video games are always going to be some of my agenda because you know this is something that I like to do so much. Well, that's great. That's good news for for me and and all the other fans. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, so we I definitely look forward to all your other projects and hopefully like hopefully I don't know if they're working on another Fallout game but I really hope they are so <laughs> well we'll see we'll see <laughs> but Enon thank you so much for your time I really thank appreciate you guys. it thank you so much for having me it means a lot